Psalm 23 and we will read from verse 1. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And the Lord bless to us this reading from his word. We are greatly privileged when we can say the words of this psalm with David and know them to be true. There are undoubtedly many people who recite these verses thoughtlessly or sing this psalm ignorantly. It's long been a favourite, certainly, uh, here in the United Kingdom at funerals because the words are comforting and have become familiar even to a, 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 a generation in a generally godless age with little Bible knowledge. But would that the many who say the words knew the shepherd as David knew him and understood what it was to have the Lord Jesus Christ as our shepherd in this world and for the world to come. And I trust that all who hear these words today, all who share with us today in this fellowship and in these thoughts, will discover that David's shepherd is our shepherd and that with him we can say of a truth by faith the Lord is my shepherd. Now the person that is being spoken of here as the shepherd in this psalm is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the God-man and to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my shepherd is to know him as our personal saviour. And sometimes, especially with some of the younger listeners perhaps, they think that, uh, well, this is just all uh, theory, it's just all uh, doctrine from, from the Bible. But let us remember that David is here speaking about a relationship that he has with the Lord, such that the Lord cares for him as David familiarly knew what it was to care for and protect and preserve the sheep that were under his own charge as a shepherd boy. David knew those sheep 
with an intimacy, for they were his possession, and he cared for them even uh, to the endangering of himself and his life. And this is where the power of this sentiment comes to the fore, because we can see that this is a relationship that is being spoken of here, a personal, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that we have by faith and by trusting in him. We know him as a personal saviour. We know him as a gracious provider and carer. We know him as a loving friend. And the inspired writers led by the Holy Spirit identified this one that is being spoken of here as the shepherd, as the Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw in our little introduction yesterday some of the verses that direct our thoughts to the comprehensive way that the Holy Spirit has taught us to regard the work of Christ in this providing and caring and supplying way. How that the Lord Jesus fulfills his shepherding role on behalf of his people, whom he calls in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, his little flock, saying to us, Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That little flock is you and me as we trust the Lord, as we have been brought into a knowledge of salvation by him. Christ's little flock is blessed indeed to be able by faith to call the Lord Jesus Christ my shepherd. My shepherd. Faith in a believer's heart says... I believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord my shepherd substitutionally. What do I mean? The prophet Zechariah saw this redemptive substitutionary work of our shepherd in his role as the God-man mediator. And he writes in chapter 13, verse 7. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. This is God the Father speaking. And it's God in this role as the offended God. The offended judge. The one who says, uh, in, in the, the words we were speaking earlier, about the fact that he has been robbed of men robbed by men of his glory and his honour because of our sin, because of our disobedience, because of our rebellion and our disregard. And by placing ourselves in that place of preeminence and prominence and priority to the exclusion of the glory of God. And so justice demands retribution. Who will suffer? Those who sinned. No, says the Lord, awake, O sword, against my shepherd. 
against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd. God the Father viewed the Lord Jesus Christ, his fellow, in his covenant role as our substitute and our surety. He who was set at the front in order to bear the judgment that we deserved. He is called God's shepherd because the Lord Jesus Christ was set up from eternity as our representative at the divine instigation and by the divine will of God in order to secure God's saving purpose for his little flock. It was always God's will to give us the kingdom, to make us citizens in the kingdom of his son. And therefore it was upon Christ that the sword of judgment for sin uh, would, would fall and divine wrath would come into the soul of the Saviour. And herein lies the wonder and the glory and the majesty of God's plan of salvation. God himself, in the form of man, takes our sin, assumes our guilt, bears our condemnation, and dies in our place. And in so doing, the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrates the grace and the love of God for his little flock. And here's another thing that faith says with respect to the Lord our shepherd. Faith says, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord my shepherd mediatorially. He is my shepherd substitutionally because he stood in my place and he is the shepherd as my mediator. He comes between God and me. The writer to the Hebrews identifies the Lord Jesus as the great shepherd who obtained peace and reconciliation between God and his people. The writer there says in chapter 13 verse 20, now the God of peace the God of peace, not the God of anger, not the God of, uh, 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 that, that is offended, not the God of wrath, but the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep. You see what faith says? Faith says, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ has made peace for me with God. The Lord Jesus Christ was raised victorious from the grave and that victory over sin and death and the devil and hell and the grave proves to us that there is therefore now no condemnation to any of the Lord's people because God the Father is at peace with us. 
God the Father has reconciled us to himself and made peace by the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. So that faith sees the Lord our shepherd as our substitute and it sees the Lord our shepherd as mediator making peace with God for us. And for us to be able to say with David that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, also finds us saying by faith that I believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord my shepherd uniquely, uniquely. There isn't another way of salvation. There isn't another way of deliverance. There is no other mediator. There is no other representative. There is no other substitute. It is either my life or Christ's. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot follow two shepherds. We cannot give obedience to two kings. And Ezekiel points out the lordship of Christ in his kingly office. He is the unique and matchless shepherd who leads and feeds his flock. Our one shepherd, having redeemed his people by death and risen again in glory, this one shepherd now provides for and protects his little ones, day by day, week by year by year. So that as we enter into this new year, it is looking at that one shepherd, putting our eyes upon him, fixing our gaze upon him, and following in his footsteps that will be the way of life and the experience of this relationship that we have with our shepherd. Jehovah declares, I will set up one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. Ezekiel 34 verse 23. So our shepherd leads us and feeds us by bringing us to green pastures of scriptural revelation and by bringing us to the still waters of Holy Spirit illumination. You see, he teaches us, and by that teaching in the gospel, he feeds our souls, he teaches us how to live, he calls us to himself, and he bestows upon us those things that we need, both to serve him in spirit and in truth, to honour him in our worship and in our praise, and to bear witness to the things that he has said and done to this world around about us. This is the nourishing and refreshing and equipping that the Lord gives by showing us in the gospel where we will find food and drink and sustenance for our souls. 
That's why these occasions are so important when we fellowship together under the sound of the gospel and we are given to see once again that view of the Lord Jesus Christ and all he means to us. These are the means by which the Holy Spirit equips us and prepares us for the challenges of our life. And the Lord Jesus Christ is our unique shepherd. He alone can fulfill that role. And faith says something else. Faith says, with David, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be my shepherd unto glory. Unto, that's where this ends. This ends in the glory of his people. When our life's course is run, Christ, the chief shepherd, shall appear. And we're told by Peter, the apostle Peter, he says, And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory. 1 Peter 5 verse 4. Well might the Lord's people rejoice in the Lord always. God's shepherd who took our crown of thorns will give us a crown of glory. The Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd who rose again, the one shepherd who supplies all our needs, will come again with a crown of glory and receive us unto himself. How blessed we are, brothers and sisters. How privileged we are to know such a saviour, to have such a shepherd, and to be able to enter into the Holy Spirit's teaching concerning him for the comfort and joy of our hearts. And faith says one more thing for us today. Faith says, I believe the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord, my shepherd, to everlasting life. For eternal life. The Lord of glory. The Lord of glory. He who is God, who is equal with God, who is the fullness of the glory of God condescended to take the lowly title of shepherd in order to identify with and associate himself with the Lord's flock and the Lord's people. He declares in John chapter 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life. For the sheep. And he further declares, Because I live, ye shall live also. How blessed we are to be able by faith to join David in naming the Lord Jesus Christ our Saviour. David, who delighted to confess how the Lord his shepherd had made with him an everlasting covenant ordered in all things and sure, and says, 
for this is all my salvation and all my desire. David knew the Lord his shepherd. And knowing these things to be so, knowing these things to be true, we also can and should meet every challenge with the confidence and every hindrance with hope. Because, again, as the psalmist says, the Lord, our God, is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold brothers and sisters how blessed we are he is our son and he is our shield he is the provider of warmth and comfort and he is our shield to defend and he will give grace and he will give glory in time and in eternity no good thing will he withhold from us you know sheep are not the brightest of animals they're foolish they're willful they're timorous they're vulnerable and isaiah says all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way. And yet, says David, he restoreth our souls. The tempted, the weary, the downcast amongst us who struggle to go forward, they shall find their souls restored as the Lord leads us in the paths of righteousness. And what is the leading in the paths of righteousness, but bringing those who are fallen in sin to experience forgiveness from God. The forgiveness of our sins. You know, we don't do, we don't do all this confession stuff. We don't do the confession with the priest and, 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 uh, Oh, I don't know, talking through the little grill or whatever it involves in that little booth. But we have sins that need to be forgiven. We've been thinking about the Ten Commandments and the broad ways in which the sins of our hearts, the sins of our souls, the sins of our minds, the sins of our conduct, they just multiply when we think about the true nature of ourselves in contrast to God and his holiness. But the Lord Jesus Christ will lead us in the paths of righteousness. Forgiveness with God. Making us to have peace with God. These are not paths of our own making. This is a highway in the wilderness where the good shepherd walks before us and we follow in his steps. The Lord Jesus Christ being that son of righteousness which rises with healing in his wings for our warmth and our shield of defence and our every need supplied.
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Christ has delivered us from evil and from the fear of evil. And through the fear of death, we were all our lifetime subject to bondage. Let's take it at face value, brothers and sisters. We sometimes hear it said, it isn't death we fear, but dying. Well, it's kind of clever, but, but dying is the shadow of death. And the Lord Jesus Christ says that God's rod and staff will be our constant companions in that valley. To guide and to guard when the light grows dim and the next step seems the most difficult. And what of our worries and anxieties? What of our poverty? What of our ill health? What of our family troubles? What of the fears for our spiritual well-being and the spiritual state of our children and our grandchildren? What does the psalmist say? The psalmist says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Not only will the Lord provide like the good shepherd that he is, he shall prepare personally the table of good things, knowing exactly what his people need, what exactly his flock requires. When our eyes lose sight of Jesus, when our souls go hungry, when our conscience pricks, when our spirit groans, when our patience is stretched to breaking point and the Lord seems so far away, he himself will bring a word of comfort, a message of hope. He will anoint our heads with the oil of gladness above our fellows. The goodness and mercy of the Lord comes plentifully and bountifully as the cruise that kept on giving and the cup that runs over. The Lord will not be, never be our debtor. He shall always give more than we ask, better than we hope for, above what we imagined. For he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Exceeding abundantly. And with this little point, we're going to bring our thoughts to an end. All the days of my life is such a delightful little phrase and an interesting little phrase and it's something that I want us just to, to pause upon and dwell upon for a moment or two as we wrap up our thoughts today. All the days of my life. It certainly means from this time forth and forevermore. Like the name of the Lord is blessed from this time forth and forevermore. But it's also another beautiful representation of the eternal covenant of God and the everlasting nature of his goodness and mercy. 
Do you realise God's tender, loving care for you was as all-encompassing before you were saved as it has been ever after? Do you know that the love of God was always on you? That the goodness and the mercy and the patience and protection of God always covered your comings and goings? Even when you were walking in darkness and glorying after the flesh. The Lord has always been our shepherd and the Lord has always loved us. Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 6 says, But God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins. When we were dead in our sins, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, came looking for us because he loved us. When we couldn't get back, when we were trapped, when we were snared, when we were lost, the Lord Jesus Christ placed us on his shoulders and he brought us home. Even when we were dead in sins, he's quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he loved us all the days of our life. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Surely, surely, surely. Be assured, brothers and sisters, be convinced, be persuaded, be certain for sure. The goodness and mercy of God shall follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It has always been. It is now and forever shall be so. In ourselves we are as guilty now as we ever were. In ourselves there is no good thing except what God has put there in Christ. All our salvation is down to his goodness and to his mercy. And but for it we would be as guilty and as culpable as any. And yet we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We shall dwell spotlessly. We shall dwell with purity, with righteousness, as holy as he is. And whether we think about that as our life now in the church, living in this world, we shall never lose our salvation. It is as sure as... As Christ's blood is pure. Or else if we think about it as the heavenly mansions that lie before us. That which is just over the hill. Just over the horizon. Do you realise that David saw all of this? David saw all of this. And he sang about it in a song. That's what faith does. It teaches us about the Lord our shepherd. Christ is my shepherd. 
He's God's shepherd, that great shepherd of the sheep who uniquely satisfies our every need. He is the chief shepherd who is coming again and knowing him with the psalmist, we declare, I shall not want. For, says Isaiah, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs in his arm. He will carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. And I close by saying this. We don't know what a day will bring. We may not boast of a day, far less the year that lies ahead. And we have reached 2023. Some that we knew this time last year have since entered into eternity. Some have gone on to glory, some to separation and damnation. And perhaps by this time next year, some of us shall have gone on too. Maybe the Lord will have returned for us all. But be sure of this, by grace, all who trust shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How those words will thrill us when the Saviour says, well done, good and faithful servant. He makes us whole and he keeps us holy. He makes us good and he keeps us faithful. And then he credits us with the praise. Well done, he says. <laughs> well done. Well might the psalmist write in Psalm 115 verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Amen. Amen.